Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hey everyone, welcome back to another wonderful week of Life with Liz, right? So, all right, so I did end up skipping last week's podcast. Um, As I had foretold, I was traveling last week And I really, really tried to get a podcast in, you guys, and I just ran out of time. Does that ever happen to you where you have so many things on your list, you have to take something off? I ended up having to take like five things off before I left. Um, But I went to Mexico for work. So I don't want to mention who I work for because this is my personal podcast, my personal life, and, uh, you know, I don't want to get in any trouble with HR. So... Um, But I do work in the travel industry. I travel for a living. That is my day job. And I work in social media. I used to be in sales. I went over to marketing. It's a much, much happier place for me because after eight years of sales, I really needed a new challenge. And social media is constantly changing and adapting and surprising and disappointing and exciting all in like one minute. Can you feel all of those things? So I had a great trip. I was in Mexico, in Cancun, um, stayed at two different resorts. I had the honor and the privilege of not only meeting Carson Cressley, but interviewing him for my company. So I was pretty uh, stoked and excited for that. And I'm on his Instagram feed. So if you go to um, at Carson Cressley on Instagram, I'm on his grid now. Yep. That's me. That's me he's posing with. And let me tell you, still not over it. It's been days. Still not over it. It was just very exciting. And I will say he was extremely humble and wonderful to work with and just a natural charmer. Whether he was on stage or off, he was a true joy to work with. I also had three other joys I got to work with. And I did put them on my Instagram story on Monday of this week. And that were that was three travel influencers. So their call names on Instagram was at Jen on a jet plane, at Pax Light, and at Gabe Flowers. And they were three wonderfully amazing ladies who, um, I mean, they're influencers. It's what they do, but they were a true joy to work with and very, very nice. And so when I say marketing is my happy place and I... I feel like I'm home now. It's because I get to work with, um, you know, people like them. Those four people really made my trip a true joy. So that's what I've been up to. That's why I didn't podcast last week. I'm sorry. I will do better at pre-planning and preparing. As a bariatric patient, I know prepping is everything. And uh, I'm going to try not to let you down. So my my topic is actually what I was going to do last week. So I got sent an article by Bariatric Pal. And as you all know, I love Bariatric Pal. They have really just been sensational for me lately. Um, But they sent me an article that I want to use as my topic this week. So I didn't do any of this research myself. I'm not a doctor and my source is Bariatric Pal, but I think it was all good information and things that need to be discussed. 
Here's what I like about bariatricpal.com. When I signed up with them, and I signed up before I became an ambassador, they started sending me really helpful information. And this one, ahead of the holidays, because let's all face it, the holidays start in October, right? So we start with our, our fall, I like to call it fall flannel. Um, but, you know, we start with the treats and Halloween and apple pies and ciders and pumpkins and lattes and all of this stuff. And then it just bleeds into November, which... You know, you start Thanksgiving prepping way before Thanksgiving, and then you start holiday prepping way before Christmas, all through New Year's. So stress eating is a real thing. So they sent me this topic by email on how to avoid stress eating. And I loved it because bariatric surgery doesn't magically make emotion-driven hunger disappear. I mean, we all know that sometimes we kind of emotionally eat or we have emotional or nostalgic triggers right? I know I do. Like every October, there are certain things that I just have to have. Do I actually need them? No. Am I, do I want them? A hundred percent. It's like going to the movies and, and not getting popcorn when you've always had popcorn your whole life at the movies. So I found this article really informative that they sent me because it was talking about how self-medicating stress and emotions with comfort foods can be so disastrous for weight loss surgery patients, which I agree with because it's once you fall off the wagon, it's a little bit harder to get back on each and every time. So eating for reasons other than being hungry and choosing low nutrient, high calorie foods is definitely going to lead to weight gain. And guys, that's why you don't want to go towards slighter foods, dare I say, the yummy, um, processed foods like cookies and chips and even crackers or slider food because they're really not offering you any nutrition unless you're getting them, uh, you know, off of like something like bariatricpal.com where they've been protein infused, you know what I mean? So you really have to kind of think about that when you're eating because it could be self-sabotaging for your weight loss or your maintenance journey. I'm pretty much done losing weight. I would like to lose another seven pounds for this random little mile marker of weight loss in my head where I've just had this number in my head, even though I'm perfectly healthy where I am. But, you know, um, I'm in a maintenance phase otherwise. Like, I'm not trying to lose another 30 pounds. That I would look disgusting and sick if I did that. So even when you're in maintenance, you still have to eat correctly and put your nutrients, your protein, and your macros first. So you don't want to eat a lot of high-calorie low nutritional value food. If you haven't addressed the cause of your food-related coping mechanisms, there are so many ways to slip back into those habits and sabotage our journey. And I think we all know that the reason we go through so many classes prior to surgery and we meet with a therapist and we meet with a nutritionist is so we can meet these issues head on, but you still have to do the work post-surgery. You still have to do that maintenance and be honest with yourself and keep tracking your food and and keep exercising and keep documenting your journey. You know, I do a podcast, but I also really focus on my before and after photos as well. Not because I'm I'm really so concerned with like how thin I am, but because it keeps me on track. And I was talking about my journey with someone today who's not going through weight loss surgery, but they they want to lose weight and they needed a way to be self-accountable. And they said, you know, I think I've lost weight, but I haven't weighed myself in about four weeks. And I said, well, you know, you can't obsess about the number on the scale, but I do recommend picking one day a week, same day, same time. I always do mine Tuesday mornings, first thing in the morning. 
um, where you do a weigh-in because that keeps me on on check. And if I had a weekend where I really just let myself go and then I come in and I gained a pound, that checks me right then and there because I'm not trying to lose more weight, but I'm not trying to gain more weight. I want to be where, where I've worked so hard to be and I want to maintain that. So that, that was one of the ways I kind of battled this head on, but a post-op emotional eater who has not taken the steps to address their unhealthy emotional eating habits will find new and creative ways to create those feelings. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? Like you're, you're finding excuses. They aren't reasons, they're excuses. And so you really have to take that self-accountability in. Here are a few trips that Bariatric Pal gave me that I thought were super valuable on what we can do as a, for a few ways to avoid stress eating after weight loss. And they gave me, uh, let me see, six tips. So we're going to count down. Number one, learn to recognize emotional eating. You may not even realize that you are eating to self-medicate. That is a huge, huge step in anyone's journey. And it's part of why even if you eat bad, even if you go on vacation and choose to go off diet for a week, whatever it may be, it's part of the reason you should always track what you're eating. And there's plenty of apps out there. I like to use MyPlate. A lot of other people use bariatric-centered ones. But that's a huge reason on why to track it because you'll start to notice a habit, right? So by starting this new habit to gain healthier tools to access in your toolbox, before you eat, you can ask yourself, you know, why are you eating this? That's a a huge step for anyone in this process. Even if you haven't gone through weight loss surgery, but you might be an emotional eater, just really being honest with yourself and saying, hey, why am I eating this? I know it's not good for me. Like that's, that's a real big step because if you find out that you're really making excuses and you can make better choices and you have the strength and willpower to do that, it will help you in the journey, um, you know, of learning to recognize your emotional eating. If you're hungry, slow down, log your food and be intentional with your time because that time you put into yourself is completely invaluable. Um, Number two on what they said was identifying the triggers and patterns. So when you catch yourself eating for reasons other than hunger, keeping track of what react, sorry, what triggered that reaction will help you to kind of decompress why you're doing what you're doing and what those triggers are. You know, are you doing it to decompress after work? Do you automatically stop at your pre-weight loss favorite restaurant when you drive by? You know, I'm a big fan of Chipotle. I want it all the time. Do I eat it all the time? Absolutely not. But it's a comfort factor for me. And it's an old comfort factor for me. Um, You know, ask yourself why you're doing it. Are you bored? Are you lonely? Are you doing it to eat post argument? Uh, For us women out there? Or is it because we're menstruating? I see that one a lot on Instagram, where people like, well, I ate a whole bag of peanut butter M&Ms today because I'm on my period. Guys, that's an excuse. I hate to say it as a woman myself, but it's an excuse because you could have had one M&M or you could have had a like a dark chocolate that was healthier and made with more natural ingredients or you could have taken some Midol or what god no we can't take Midol cuz it has aspirin. Pamprin. You could have taken some Pamprin and just moved on and drink a lot of water because part of it is you're bloating. And the more water you drink, the less you will bloat. Um, but 
you have to you have to really take note of what your triggers are and try to avoid them or address them in a healthier situation. So when I'm stressed out, I used to really love to just binge, um, sit on the couch and eat something not good for me like chips or pasta or whatever. And I still make pasta, but I do it now in a very uh, moderate portion control thing. And it's not, you know, there there were weeks. Um, well before I met the Russian where like every night I had pasta because one, it was super easy to make. It was cheap to make and I was poor. And, um, but it also had like a, this level of like comfort for me. I don't do that anymore. Everything in moderation, folks, you can still have carbs after weight loss surgery. Don't let people think keto is the only way. Um, but you know, I do it in more of a, like a healthy manner, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, the reason number three, they said, um, to help stop stress eating, adopt new ways to manage your stress. So true. And I think we talk about this all the time in our pre-bariatric, um, classes. If you had to take them, it's my understanding that if you pay cash, you pretty much just get to skip them. Um, but number three is adopting new ways to manage stress because the better you manage your stress in other ways, the less likely you feel compelled to self-medicate with your comfort foods. So a lot of people who do this take up exercising, which is an excellent way to de-stress, but it's not always possible. If you're stressed on a plane or maybe it's snowing outside or whatever the case may be, um, you have to find other ways to also de-stress. So one of my favorite things to do is listen to audiobooks. I don't know what it is, but it just centers my soul. I also write, as as you all know, I am an author. Uh, Find me on Amazon. Um, But getting into creative space for me really relaxes my brain because it stops going in a hundred thousand directions all at once. And I focus on one thing and one detail and I still get to be creative and out of the box because that is really my comfort zone. When people try to put me in a box, Liz has issues. So you know, you got to find what works for you. It might not always be exercise, although I do recommend it because it will keep your hormonal and endorphin levels very, very balanced. But I recommend doing other things too. Every once in a while, I just feel the need to paint. And so I have a paint kit. Now, can I paint? No. Does it look like shit? Yeah, you betcha. But There's just something about it and the creativity and just playing around with colors and focusing and doing something that really isn't for anyone else that relaxes me, de-stresses me. So find ways to address the root causes of your stress directly. Some stressors are out of your control and need to be set aside, but others can be handled and eliminated. And I recommend trying anything and everything, even if you think, God, I would never do that or it's so out of my comfort zone try it. Who cares? You're living your life for you and nobody else. And that's the biggest tip I can give anyone in this whole journey outside of these steps is that do everything for yourself. Put yourself first. Because we spend a lot of times in our lives putting other people first or putting our job first or or this or that. It is okay to put yourself first. Uh, Number four, ways to avoid stress eating, distract yourself. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When the urge to eat strikes, do something else, anything else. Take a walk, call a friend, window shop for clothes online. By distracting yourself for even just five minutes, that urge can pass. Because again, you know, it's emotional hunger. It's head hunger. 
find a distraction. Number five, uh, ways to stop stress eating is by minimizing your damage, according to bariatricpal.com. If despite your best efforts, you still find wanting to eat your emotions, take actions to minimize that damage. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just strive to be brutally, brutally honest with yourself, you guys. Pretending you're not following your diet, or I'm sorry, pretending uh, like things aren't happening that you're doing is not helping you at all. Because now you're just lying to yourself. So always be honest with yourself, even if you do give in to the emotional hunger. Before you eat, log the food that you're going to eat just to make sure that you continue to be honest, but also because it's going to help you see the calorie and nutritional content. So if you're sticking to, let's say, 1,200 calories a day, just ballparking, um, you'll see how much of that meal it will take a day. So you'll stick to one serving size. So for, I'm going to go back to those peanut butter M&Ms because, by God, they are delicious. Um, measure them out. Do an actual serving size. Give in a little. You don't have to eat the whole bag. You don't have to eat even a whole handful. Sometimes just a couple is enough. Um, Go back to mindful eating as well. So one of the tips I learned early, early on in my classes, which is my favorite tip, is uh, mindless eating. So don't do things like watch television while you eat to avoid mindless consuming. Don't... um, be on your phone, don't be talking to other people, like really make a conscious effort of sitting there and eating just that with no distractions, because then you'll be more aware of what you're putting in your body and when you feel satisfied. Ugh, eating in front of the TV is like the worst thing because you pay zero freaking attention to what you're putting in your mouth or how many times you chew it. It's, ugh, it's like the worst habit to break, but it can be done. It can be done, you guys. I, I know I've been there. Um, another way to minimize your damage is to make sure you keep healthy snacks on hand. So for example, I don't buy junk food. I buy my, my husband does have a sweet tooth, but I buy things that I hate, you know what I mean? So I don't buy tons and tons of snack foods. It's just never in our house, but we do always have veggies. We always have hummus. We always have fruit. The other thing that helps me when I kind of get like, um, a snack tooth, so to say, is that I will make an herbal tea. There's this brand, and I, I, I feel like they sell it everywhere. It's called Yogi Tea, and um, it's non-caffeinated, and I just feel like it is so good. Um, they have all sorts of different flavors. I really like the blackberry apple cider one, but they also have berry and lemon ginger, anything else. And just having that little bit of flavor in something that's warm kind of kind of helps me get away from the snacking as well and then I'm also it counts towards my water intake because it's caffeine free so if you're afraid of your impulse control problems it could be really help helpful to have like high protein snacks on hands or versions of sweet and sa- sweet and salty snacks that you lean towards so I found this out with bariatric pal where I love pretzels, and I have not eaten pretzels in a year and a half, right? Around there. And so when I got a promo code to order and try some things, I ordered the pretzels. And let me tell you what, these protein pretzels were freaking amazing, and they hit the urge. Do they taste like a normal pretzel? No. But they did taste kind of like, um, it made me think of Gardetto's, like the way they were kind of bready, you know, what I'm, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, they were amazing. They were 120 calories and 14 grams of protein. So as far as the snack goes, you can't get any better because my, 
my um, kind of calculation on whether or not something is worth the calories is, is there one gram of protein for every 10 calories? It's never let me down, you guys. Um, but anyway, you can keep protein healthy snacks on hand instead of eating the bad snacks. And by all means, do not go get fast food. Do not make an excuse to go through McDonald's or Taco Bell, or as I like to call it, Taco Hell. Um, it's not worth it. It's just not. Keep snacks on hand. Um, number six, their tip is that you have to change your mindset. Changing your mindset actually really does lead to everyone's success in this journey. It truly, truly does. Um, but Bear Richard Powell says it's easy to say and harder to do, but so important. Remind yourself that this isn't a diet. It's a healthy lifestyle. You're making the change for life. And that is very, very true. This is not a diet that you just do for one year or until you hit your goal. You have to change how you manage your lifestyle. So if you have a bad day, that doesn't mean all is lost, right? You can get back on track. Just be honest with how you log your food and how you really treat yourself the rest of the week. You don't have to wait till Monday or the beginning of next month to start over. Just do it the next day. Take that little baby step and get right in the back direction. Um, in the right direction, sorry. So you haven't failed yourself when you do emotionally eat, you guys. I just want to point that out because so many pe people feel like, oh, I've had a bad week. I've failed myself. I've just ruined it. Uh, it's all over. No, no, that's the wrong attitude. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps, Bill, and let's go. Let's get back on this journey. So those are the tips Bariatric Pal gave. Um, you have now kind of a, a refresh on me now basically being a celebrity by association with Carson Kressley. You're welcome. You knew me first. I just wanted to say that. Um, guys, I, I really, I can't get over it. However, I want to hear from you. What are the steps you all take to help avoid stressful eating? I'm going to have this posted on my Instagram account, but send me a DM at LizRouteOfficial and let me know what steps you use, and I will share them in the next couple of podcasts. Um, I also want to thank everyone who has been reaching out and reached out for my birthday, which was on the 10th. Thank you so much. You guys, like, you really lift me up. It might seem so small and minuscule to send someone a DM with something positive, but it really changes my day, and it, it makes me look forward to continuing this journey. So I highly recommend you reach out to someone that you've been following on Instagram or on a podcast or whatever and just say, hey, thank, thank you for the inspiration because it will make that person's day. All right, guys, until next time, let's talk soon, shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.